0: to the Keeping It Juicy podcast. You made squeezing nutrition. Don't forget to subscribe so you can join us every Tuesday for a brand new episode. And add us on Facebook and Instagram at Keeping It Juicy podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 19. Today is going to be kind of a fun one. We're talking about your social media doctors. So specifically, the ones that came to our mind were Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, Dr. Axe, and Dr. Rhonda Patrick.
1: Please don't make me vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so before we really get into all those doctors, let's start off with some new nutrition in the news. I, I mean, it's not technically new. I mean, she's been around for a while. If you guys haven't already heard of her, her name is Food Babe, aka Food Vomit. (laughs) <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> but in reality, her name is Vani Hari. She's from India. That's all I know. She's better known as Food Babe. She says that for the longest time in her life, she ate anything that she wanted. And because of all, this, all the fast food stuff and whatnot, she ended up landing herself in a hospital bed over 10 years ago and decided to take charge of her health. Keep in mind, she was hospitalized for appendicitis which is can be <laughs> like
0: any that can happen to anybody
1: It's not <laughs> like this life-changing thing just made exactly. her do this yeah but but because of that incident she is now she now has a blog through years of self-research and talking to experts that's what she says and she can also be found on instagram with a whole bunch of followers, Facebook and Twitter, and she even developed a company named Truvani, which she specializes in anything from plant based protein powder to marine collagen. I don't know what the hell <laughs> that is, but okay. And she also has two books, and apparently she has been claimed as New York Times best selling author. Again, best selling does not mean you are an actually credible
0: person. Um, if you didn't know, anybody well, can write a book.
1: <laughs> I, anybody. Let's write a book then. Okay. Why are we doing a podcast? But anyways, this Holly chick has received several wide criticism concerning the accuracy, the consistency, and the presentation of many of her claims. This woman is a former c- management consultant, and has a degree in computer science and has no expertise in nutrition or food science. She lacks training in this field, and what she said in response said, I never claim to be a nutritionist, I'm just an investigator. (laughs) Okay. And, I don't know, it's just, a lot of her, she... Her investigations nitpick at so many different things in the market. Like it takes apart artificial flavors. It takes about, apart so many different things. I just I can't even take her seriously. I just she tries to turn everything into something that's black and white. And mm-hmm. nutrition, as you know, is so diverse. It's not. It mm-hmm. can't. It can't be treated as a black and white field. It just can't. Mm-hmm. Unless you right. have such a weird degenerative like genetic disease that doesn't make any sense why you would pick apart that
0: information right and like she said her her posts are just very like nitpicky at things and like one of her posts in quotation says you know that canola soybean and other processed oils are out because they are ridiculously bad for you and that is such a like blanket statement it's it it almost annoys me as much as when people say what's the best diet like fuck if I know like (laughs) it depends on you and ridiculously Mm -hmm. bad like in what quantity like it just it's very I hate statements like that another one it says bans artificial flavors due to cancer risk that is still a highly debated topic and again it goes back to in what quantity Mm-hmm. Another one says, most protein powders are full of nasty things that I would never want to eat. That's why one of the products I created at Chivani was a healthy, clean protein powder. What does clean actually mean? She washes <laughs> each protein particle in, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that it's a trendy word for food labels and whatnot, but just in addition to everything else, she says... It drives a lot of people crazy. It drives me crazy. And I, I know I've seen her
1: on news outlets too. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's not just impacting like her social media platforms. It's mm-hmm. impacting like the regular folk, older generation who believes what she's saying, kind of right. like, I don't know, other. In-
0: like the next doctors that we're going to yes. talk about. So yes. who they are, what they do, and why do we even care? So
1: this first doctor, <laughs> Oh, oh. I, I, I feel like I can... He's your people. Uh, no, I discredit him. <laughs> <laughs> you disowned so, him? Yes, yes. <laughs> his name is Dr. Oz. Of course you <laughs> guys know this man. If you don't, I'm about to drop some knowledge on you. <laughs> so his name is Mehmet Cengiz Oz. His last name is Oz, but in Turkish it's actually pronounced Oz. Um, He's also known as Dr. Oz, and he is a Turkish-American television personality, cardiothoracic surgeon, and a Columbia University professor, which I don't know why he's still there,
0: and Mm -hmm.
1: pseudoscience promoter, and he claims to be an author as well. Yes, he was born here, so Mm -hmm. you would think maybe he, I don't know. The fact that he does what he does right now reminds me of what a typical Turk is and what a typical Turk does. I mean, look, they look for anything to make money and they don't care through what measures. Yeah, I said that. He, I mean, he has been constantly criticized by other physicians, government officials, and publications for giving non-scientific advice and promoting pseudoscience. Does this remind you of anyone? (laughs) Medical medium.
0: (laughs) On that note, other people at uh, Columbia University, like other professors, actually were starting campaigns to get him fired from that position. I fucking hope so. Like, why? He's also on the board for Columbia University, so he's not just, like, a professor. I don't know if he's currently a professor or past. It said
1: he was still there, but I just... How? I don't know. I thought, like, I don't know. We'll get into more later. I'm ho- I'm hoping his ass will be out of there soon mm-hmm. because I'm sick and tired of this guy. I mean, mm-hmm. let's kind of break this down for you guys, okay? The British Medical Journal looked at over 400 of his medical or health-related recommendations from just 40 of his episodes from his the Dr. Oz show, and found that only less than half of his claims were actually supported. So that was only 46%. What about the other
0: 54%?
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to try to spend my time trying to guess what is actually right and what is actually wrong. It even went as far as to note that 15% of his claims actually went against medical research, and the remainder of his claims were just entirely unsupported by any research. I mean, also, it I want to note that the Dr. Oz show has largely female viewers, if that tells you anything. And I just want to point out he's <laughs> one of the few Muslims that America actually loves. Insert sarcasm, of course. I'm sure a lot of those ladies don't know he's Muslim. Oh, my God.
0: Probably pudding. not. And I mean, he didn't
1: know he was Turkish, so.
0: Yeah. So even though his daughter is a claimed American nutrition author and television host, Dr. Oz even went before a Senate subcommittee hearing due to the fact that many of the claims he makes about weight loss and supplements are not even based on fact. And like we said, less than 50%. And Oz actually reported, uh, he said, I actually do personally believe in the items I talk about on the show. I passionately study them. I recognize that oftentimes they don't have the scientific muster to present as fact. Nevertheless, I would give my audience the same advice I give my family, and I have given my family these products. There's even a, a, there's even a phenomenon known as the quote-unquote Oz effect. So basically, whenever Dr. Oz mentions any sort of product on his show, and it's not specifically weight loss stuff, but supplements, And research shows that after he does any sort of mention on his show, this product or supplement sees like mega success after. So, you know, sales skyrocket. It just gains so much traction. So it's no wonder that so many companies reach out to him because he has such a large reach. Mm -hmm. And he even admits that these products are controversial. And he even goes as far to say that they're not, or he even goes as far to say that they're a necessary crutch for two-thirds of American adults that are now classified as obese. And then he says, if the only message I gave was to eat less and move more, which is the most important thing people need to do, we wouldn't be effectively tackling this challenge because viewers know these steps and they still struggle, he said. So we search for tools and crutches for short-term support so people can jumpstart their programs. And the word crutch itself... It's basically rewarding shortcuts, which means you'll get a short-term result too. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know; those aren't those aren't effective either. It's just I don't
1: like. <sighs> he's going about this entirely wrong way and supplements and spending more money. First off, what are you who? Are you, what are you going to say to those that are of low income? Mm-hmm. How are they going to get? They're going to try to choose some sort of. Weight loss pill instead of actually eating an extra food or veggie. I mean, I
0: just so it's it's he's extremely controversial, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see him off the air very soon. Like, yes, he still has a lot of support right now, but the backlash is starting from the meta from the like research and medical field. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: He might even lose his medical license if we're lucky. I
0: wouldn't be surprised. <laughs>
1: um, And then going off of that, I do want to say the next doctor is Dr. Phil, which I mean, one, like,
0: still blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it,
1: for those of you guys know Dr. Phil, all he does is talk to people online and try to help them figure out their own personal problems. And the fact that he even, Ventures into this weight loss journey just still, I don't know, it confuses me. But Can we he,
0: say, like, scope of practice, he, like- yeah. I mean, he he's a former psychologist,
1: I and now he's just spitting out nutrition and weight loss willy nilly. Do you see that problem already? You're he's in psychology and now he's already trying to come out with a program called. Dr. Phil's 2020 Ultimate Weight Solution. I mean, what? And I just, he came out with this 2020 diet solution after he already—he had already written a diet book that sold several thousands and thousands. And it's called the Ultimate Weight Solution. The Seven Keys to Weight Loss Freedom. Because apparently it only takes seven keys. <laughs> um So he claims that in addition to diet plan, this book will offer readers cognitive, behavioral, environmental, social, and nutritional tools to help reach their weight loss goals. What? Why?
0: Why? So now we're actually going to go in to what Dr. Phil's 2020 Ultimate Weight Solution Diet looks like. And the diet is broken into four phases. And phase one is called the five-day boost and you will only eat 20 of the foods listed in the guidelines. So let me tell you what those 20 foods are. <laughs> Ready? No. So these are the only these are the only 20 foods you can eat for 5 days. <laughs> Jesus alright. Pay attention. Okay. Coconut oil, green tea,
1: that's not food.
0: Mustard, <laughs> olive oil, almonds, apples, chickpeas, Dried plums, prunes, leafy greens, lentils, peanut butter, pistachios, raisins, yogurt, eggs, cod, rye, tofu, and whey powder. The hell? That is insane. Honestly, I think because these foods are so limited, like I feel like I would eat so much that I would gain weight. Like, there's no... There's no guideline of, like... (laughs) Just just walk around (laughs) with a whole Costco-sized bag of pistachios. I'm good, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like... And keep in mind, like, green tea and mustard, like, don't have calories. So, you only are... There's only 18 foods that provide calories. And leafy greens providing calories is even debatable. So... (laughs) It's just... Like, what what are you going to do? Like, I would... I would eat, like, there's no reference of how many calories and what energy intake. Why did he choose these foods? Like, he put peanut butter on the list. Like, I can go to town with some peanut butter. So I honestly think I would gain weight in this diet. Because there's no reference of, like, energy intake. So, anyways, those are the (laughs) foods you can eat for the first 20 days. And then that's phase one. So phase two is the five-day sustain. And you can add foods outside of the original 20, but all meals and snacks must have at least two of the original 2020. So, like, what foods can you add back in? It's, it's just, so it's confused. not clear. Exactly. This is a very confusing diet if you haven't figured it out already. So that's phase two, so I guess you're 10 days in at this point. And then phase three is the 20-day sustain. So again, more foods are allowed, and you eat four meals four hours apart for 20 days. And a few more new foods are added, and two splurges are allowed each week. So again, it you're increasing more food, but what if you were overeating in phase one like like I probably would I just it doesn't make it's odd so here's on here's on to phase four the management phase and you continue eating healthy foods from previous phases and make lifestyle changes to keep yourself in check like weighing and measuring and not letting a busy schedule get in the way of maintaining your goals to say
1: peanut butter on the way dude
0: (laughs) exactly and then he says, "If you don't reach your goal by the end of phase three, you repeat the first three phases until you reach your goal." You are encouraged to download and use the 2020 app available for iPhone and Android. I wonder if it if you have to pay for it. Um, okay. no, it said the app was free. Okay, uh, that's better. I guess he's <laughs> not making money off that too. Uh, let's see. So yeah, you the. F- the Doctor Phil's plan emphasizes those twenty key power foods, and then uh, in the maintenance phase, you also eat four meals four hours apart. And splurges are allowed twice a week, as long as they don't exceed 100 a hundred calories. I want to fucking know what kind of splurge only has a hundred calories. Like one
1: piece of piece off of a dark chocolate bar. I don't like, know. I. That's
0: not even two Oreos. No. Two Oreos (laughs) are 180. (laughs) At least it's bacon. (laughs) At least I can splurge on one Oreo twice a week. So there's that. Oh, God. So this is why psychologists don't write diet books. No, no. It's just so odd.
1: I, I mean, I don't know. It's just whatever. Anyway, so you got the deal from Dr. Phil, and then the next doctor is Dr. X. This is a first for me. I haven't heard him as much uh, as some of you guys might have. So this is straight from his website, Dr. Josh X. DC, DNM, CNS. Well, he is a doctor of chiropractic, cert- certified doctor of natural medicine and clinical nutritionist with a passion to help people eat healthy and live a healthy lifestyle. In 2008, he started a functional medicine center in Nashville, which grew to become one of the most renowned clinics in the world. Take that, Cleveland Clinic. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, it seems like he's probably. I don't. I feel like he's still an offensive doctor, though. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a certified doctor um, in natural medicine
0: and a clinical nutrition. What I, mean, I so I, I tried to figure out what a certified doctor was, and I wasn't. I couldn't find anything. And the way his website reads, he's a doctor of chiropractic and then a certified doctor of natural medicine so I just don't know like is that board certified is that licensed I don't know it's not clear which probably means it's some wonky off- the-wall certain kind of like
1: nutrition it's kind of like nutrition therapist
0: and I don't even know what? how do you become a clinical nutritionist like what is that
1: but, I mean I've don't think that's real. Yeah. I've never heard, I've heard of clinical dietitian.
0: Right. I don't and, know what
1: clinical nutritionist is.
0: And we do know that anyone can call themselves a nutritionist, but how do you become a clinical nutritionist? Like what school is that from? So this information was not on his website, but he's got all these letters after his name and he's got a doctor before it. So, you know, people believe it.
1: Yikes. I don't know, it seems like some of his statements come off as too good to be true. I mean, from what it seems like, he doesn't claim anything to be magic, but he is mostly popular on YouTube as a naturopathic doctor, and his topics vary from nutrition, supplements, and biohacks, quote unquote, like how to get better sleep and how to cleanse your livers. <laughs> Your your liver does it itself, unless you're in (laughs) liver failure. You don't need anything to clean it. (laughs) Its job is to clean itself. (laughs) I mean, it has a whole self-washing action and everything. I mean, I, I I don't know his main. Even one of his main suggestions for cleaning the cleansing the liver is to cut out processed foods and eat more fruits and vegetables. It's pretty harmless if you if you ask me, but I mean, the way he phrased that, it just doesn't agree with me.
0: So a lot of his, I've, I've seen a handful of his YouTube videos and whatnot, and his titles are very clickbaity, you know, seven steps to cleanse your liver or something like that. But when you actually listen to it, it's, it's, it's relatively harmless advice. You know, we could all afford to eat more fruits and vegetables and cut out processed food. Mm-hmm. And he he recommends like for process or for cleansing your liver, uh, it's it would be good to eat like some chicken liver if you wanted to add that to your diet. Which, oh God! You know organ meats are nutritious, but is it necessary? No. But no. he never goes on to say like you need to cleanse your liver like two times a week, and it's not some wonky off the wall pseudoscience. But it is a little bit of a stretch sometimes. But see, see my, uh, I want to but
1: and see, like what if one of my dietitian, I mean, one of my dialysis patients saw this? I mean, right. they they have internet and access to YouTube as well. Right. They're like, oh, I want to clean up my liver, right. so let me eat some chicken liver, which is terrible for dialysis
0: patients. Right, right, like. And, Anyone has access. And the problem with like getting your nutrition advice from YouTube is there, there might be a disclaimer, but there's no freaking way that any nutrition topic can go into that much detail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So all in all, you know, the advice of eating more fruits and vegetables, that is harmless, but it's always touchy when you get into these cleansing your liver and very specific food sources, but something mm-hmm. like a blanket statement, like eat more fruits and vegetables and cut out processed foods. I think mm-hmm. we could all use that dietary advice. This is true. <laughs> so he also has a website where he sells supplements and the brand appears to be called ancient nutrition. And of course, <laughs> very trendy. And some, some make a ton of sense. Like, there's different types of protein, different types of vitamins and minerals. But then some are just, like, so off the wall. There was lion's mane and turkey tail. Gobble, gobble, <laughs> man. It was so odd. And they are definitely a little bit pricey. So, you know, he's making money. Like, they weren't absurd. Like, a tub of protein was maybe, like, 30 or 40 bucks. And then some oh, of wow. these off-the-wall supplements were, like, between twenty five and like forty. So pricey but not, you know. I don't think
1: touching a lion is legal anyway. So <laughs>
0: how do they get the mane?
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's challenge illegal.
0: <laughs> so moving on, he also has a blog style websites where he talks about a plethora of topics. And one that caught my eye on his main homepage for like, I guess it changes from time to time, but was on the homepage right now was a do-it-yourself poop spray.
1: Ooh.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Why does a doctor need to talk about this? <laughs> That's where I'm confused. I Like, it's, I don't know. So basically, if you're interested, we will definitely put the link on our show notes. But the recipe for the poop spray is water. Water isopropyl, which is basically rubbing alcohol, and then your choice of essential oils. And I'm sure you guys want to know, how does the poop spray work? So basically, (laughs) essential oil-based bathroom sprays leave a film on the top of water that is said to trap odors from bodily waste and keep them below the surface. As waste hits the film and enters the water, a pleasant bloom of essential oil fragrance is released in the air. Not only masking unpleasant odors, but also leaving a pleasant smell behind.
1: That, that kind of made me grossed out. I just I just it's, think of popping.
0: It's it's um have you heard of that brand called like pooperie or something? Yeah, I have it. Okay. <laughs> now you know how to make your own. Wow. Okay
1: then. I still have to use the one that I have here. But does it work? Yeah, okay.
0: it works really good. I like it. So if you, you know, want to make your own, that's how you would do it. And he does note that make sure you have a glass bottle because essential oils will actually draw out toxins from plastic. But that's just a side note.
1: Well, you guys didn't know you would be learning about that today, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But finally, last but not least, there is Dr. Rhonda Patrick. So she's definitely the, she's definitely the most credible, credible of all. And this is straight from her website. So this is straight from her website. Miss Rhonda Patrick has a PhD in biomedical science from the University of Tennessee in Memphis, Tennessee, obviously. She also has a Bachelor of Science degree in biochemistry and chemistry from the University of California in San Diego. She has done extensive research on aging, cancer and nutrition. Her website is foundmyfitness.com with videos and she even has her own podcast and she is also frequently on the Joe Rogan podcast.
0: Yeah, so if you haven't heard her either her podcast or when she's on the Joe Rogan podcast, definitely check it out. It's it's interesting stuff that they talk about. And she definitely speaks on sound research but she also gives her thoughts and input on like more recent information. And she does a really good job at explaining it. And like, she does give you some really good scientific, like the backbone about it without making it like Mm -hmm. way, super crazy complicated to follow. So it kind of gives the regular person confidence to understand how science is and how to decipher through information. So I actually just learned this as we were doing research on her. So on her website you can actually run a DNA report for 10 bucks if you have your Ancestry DNA and 23andMe results. So apparently like you pay an extra 10 bucks, you give her website like access to that profile and it'll uh-huh. show you like your vitamins, your minerals, some hormones, like a DNA report, like an extra DNA report. You know?
1: That I might be deficient or sufficient in.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's not
1: bad. I mean, I have my twenty three andme me. Yeah, and-,
0: and I have my ancestry, and we could maybe compare it to see, compare it to um, our allergy and intolerance results, because that told us the vitamins we were proficient or deficient in. But the problem is that I did my my ancestry like a couple months ago, where I only uh-huh. did the allergy and intolerance like a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. So my nutrients may have changed in that time.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. Um let me let me think about it before I share my DNA <laughs> again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just we'll see. It seemed cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was also contemplating just going to a regular lab and getting my blood drawn, but there's that.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, that is definitely, like, more accurate because it's right there in that given moment versus yes. I did my ancestry, like I said, a couple months ago, maybe a year ago at this point. So just because I was possibly sufficient back then obviously doesn't mean I'm good now. Yeah. So No, absolutely. mm mm-hmm.
1: So just a quick ending note. We want to do our this week social media shout out <laughs> to this chick named Zara Maloney. Her Instagram title is The Little FC. <laughs> um, and she's been following us from day one and has constantly given us constructive feedback. and she's just been constantly listening and tagging us. And thank you so much for listening. I know you're listening all the way from Ireland. So mm-hmm. thank you.
0: That is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. so thank you yeah. to all our listeners. And if you want to be our next social shout out, just remember to like our posts, tag us and stuff you think is interesting. Leave us a review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed this. And if you ever see any social media doctors that (laughs) drive you crazy, tag us because we want to see it too. (laughs) Keep sending it
1: our way. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All
0: right. Well, thank you guys. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keeping It Juicy podcast. You mean squeeze and nutrition. Don't forget to subscribe so you can join us every Tuesday for a brand new episode.
1: Also, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Keeping It Juicy Podcast.
0: We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a review. five stars, no less. On whatever platform you're listening to, or send us an email at keepingitjuicypodcast at gmail.com.
1: Or if you have any topics you'd like for us to touch upon, shoot us an email. Until next time, don't do anything that I wouldn't do.